I'm the same way. Uh, Rachel and I were talking about how our bodies are Ferraris today, <laughs> and if there's like a very small thing that is off, we will be out. We'll be like either sleeping by 8 p.m. or like too drunk, or something will happen where we are not well. Hello, hello, everybody. What is good? It is time for yet another fun-filled episode of Everyone Turns Left During Rush Hour. I'm your host, Jeff, aka Bogey. And first of all, thank you. Thank you for showing up, listening, and interacting with this post. Again, if you could, share this, like this, comment it, engage with it, interact it. Really helps us get the show out. Also, stay hydrated. That's the other thing I want y'all to do. Please drink your water and whatnot. This week on the show, we have the one and only Deanna Dirsch. She is a designer. She helped run a recording studio. She also has her own podcast called Girls Off the Rails. She does a lot of stuff, and I I really want to know, one, how she got involved with all that, two, how did she end up from the Midwest to Florida, and three, when does she have time to sleep? Anyway, here's our fun-filled conversation all about Deanna. Y'all enjoy. Take it easy. I'll catch y'all after the show's up. Well, I guess I kind of intro the show already. Uh, welcome to the show, Deanna. Dersh, there he is. I said it. I didn't mess up. That's like my number one thing is messing up people's names because, like I said earlier, I know that pain of your your name getting mispronounced, and I don't want to be that person that does that to you. So, for sure, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, as per usual with our intro, plug everything. Let the people know who you are. um, What do you do? And then, of course, my last question of of the intro section. Favorite or most interesting concert you've been to? Okay, I'm okay. So this first question is intimidating to me because I'm afraid I'm going to forget something. Okay, my name is Deanna Dirsch. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. I moved here two years ago from Chicago, but I'm originally from Wisconsin. Um, I, I heard wow. the accent just okay. then. Not moved gonna to- lie. so my mom is thai uh she was adopted from thailand and uh grew up a farm kid in the middle of wisconsin and has the thickest midwestern accent so when she like goes to conferences and things because she like works in uh, like tech education people are like what you don't you look like this but you sound like this (laughs) so so like i i like kind of understand that because I know some other people that are of, like, Asian or Hispanic descent, and they lived in the Midwest for so long that they have that really hard Midwestern accent. And you look at yes. them, you think, oh, okay, whatever. They start, you're like, they're from Minnesota or Wisconsin or what? Like, <laughs> yes. what? I think that's cool, though, because it, it, mm-hmm. it, it throws people off. And so they're, they think, oh, they, they think sure. they're getting one thing, and then they're getting another. And it's like, damn, like, we got mixed we got mixed. Like, let's go. There's dimensions to this, you know? <laughs> all the layers all at once. For sure. I'm here for it. Exactly. Um, okay, so moved here. Living in the South is weird. Yes. Um, I don't. This is odd. I never thought I would live down here, but my husband is from here. So It's a different world. Um, it's his moved... own world. <laughs> Truly. Um, I think... Like, I moved to Chicago for school, uh, and I absolutely loved it, and it's obviously very diverse. I mean, and it is down here, but, like, in such a weird way. Yeah. Uh, it's still so, like, weirdly segregated in a way that makes my skin crawl. Uh, yep. it, it really is. Like, I've, I grew up primarily in the South, so I know exactly okay. what you're talking about it's i don't know i i mean i have so much respect for non-white people that live in the south because you don't have a concept of that living in the north like you just don't um so it's been very eye-opening for me and And definitely for all go ahead oh the thing is florida is like one of the better states for it too like Mm -hmm. it's it's a bit more diverse because you know the cuban and hispanic population but and like they kind of were forced to be more integrated with that but like my sure. my mom's from Louisiana, my dad's from Arkansas. I can tell you, those two okay. states are like their own planet when it comes to the rest of the South. It's like this still exists here. Like, oh my god. Mhm. But for sure, yeah. So it's been very interesting. Um, 
I only lived here for like a year before the pandemic hit. So I was uh, working as a barista, designing a little bit. um, And then I got brought on to do, (laughs) I'm just talking now. Okay. I work (laughs) as a designer. (laughs) That's one thing. This is what the show's about. Um, I freelance doing that. I guess so. I, I should have given a summary, but okay, here we go. Um, Freelance as a designer, I do like branding things, but I'm like mostly brand strategist, very like galaxy brain about like, who do you want to be? Who, what sets you apart from other people? That's really my jam. Yeah. I love talking about like people's dreams and meeting new people and all that good stuff. Um, so I use that to start uh, a studio with my husband. Um, we record albums and... Um, he worked at Audio Tree in Chicago. Oh, sick. Okay. And so he was doing that. And then I freelanced for them, doing like some experiential stuff for a little bit. And so we were like in that scene uh, and then had to move pretty abruptly. So um, he continued doing things. He would like come up to Chicago once a month, do a bunch of records like in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then would come back down. Um, so. That was like the life for about a year and then the pandemic hit and he was in Chicago like right before they shut down like all of the airline things Um, and we were like shit (laughs) we have to uh, figure out how to do this you know I mean like obviously all music stuff shut down so uh, we had a few months to like freak out and figure out what we were going to do and we ended up moving into a new place that we could have a studio um so yeah, we're pretty much like up and running now. Obviously, we're like doing all the COVID safe stuff and we don't have a ton of people in. There's a lot of like virtual stuff still and he mixes solo and then we'll like talk to the people. But nice. I do like more community development and brand stuff for us, the business things. Um, but we really try to be like a place for queer black and brown artists, just not you're like average white rock and roller here, which is like white guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that was like, you know, the thing when people thought of music in this area for such a long time. When like, I, we're super close to where we live in Jacksonville was called uh, the Harlem of the South, and there's just like so much rich history here and such an awesome music culture that no one was giving the space to or those spaces weren't getting funded and yeah. so we're trying to be more of a space for that that's awesome so that's, that's friends so of friend cool. recording what what years were you guys involved with audio tree okay he was there probably from like definitely i okay he started probably around 2015 and then Ooh. we left in 2019 you guys might so have, like for all of the festivals. We you guys might have been around when my friends uh, did a session there in 2017. Probably. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, abandoned Kansas. They're not abandoned anymore. Okay. But they're some of my, some of my homies. Uh, they did a session there cool. in 2017. Um, I think it was 2017. I know oh, they yeah. did one like way early in 2013, but I think they were there in 2017 as well. I don't remember, but he Brock did like a. Yeah, like he was on every session for those few years, um, which was super cool. So I'm sure he knows. I'm like, so many people came through that I could not keep track. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he can talk shop about that. All it's a good, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> business, is bo- business is booming. That's a good problem to have. You don't remember who came through? It's like, oh yeah, so many people. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we have a studio, uh, and then I just started a podcast with my best friend Rachel Baldwin called "Girls Off the Rails," and <laughs> she does comedy things, and I've I'm heard. just <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> Is so, it about amusement parks? Yeah, or that's the about topic theme change? parks. Theme parks. Okay. Okay. All yes. Right. Yep. Um, we. She grew up being like a very Disney person, and I uh, started doing like experiential things in. 2018 and so those worlds kind of collided when we realized that about each other and we also just like love stupid themed snacks and so that's kind of <laughs> a big part of it too disney has all of those they really do but it's true it's I've... true and uh we got to go to the wizarding world last year before everything shut down so that was kind of like you know it was kind of the seed planted for us because nice <laughs> when you're in quarantine long enough you start a pot <laughs> exactly like 
Uh, so I, I think my thing is now when people come to me, like I want to do a podcast. I'm like, do you need a podcast first off? Because not everybody needs a podcast. Like I have mine because this is true. <laughs> it's so true. We tried not to do it. That's the issue. <laughs> we were like, we're not, we're not starting a podcast. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, my my original idea was I got this podcast idea back in I think late 2019, but I wanted to do it where it's okay. called Everyone Turns Up During Rush Hour because like all right, my friend had a production van from his his touring days. Like all right, we're gonna get a bunch of audio equipment, we're gonna mic up the van, and we're just have a conversation while driving around like thick of traffic in the city and whatnot. And then whenever his I friend, love that yeah, whenever he had uh, he had a lot of artist friends that would come through and like would stay at his place and whatnot. I was like, all right, whenever they come through, we just have them come in the van for like an hour, hour and a half. We just drive around and do the thing. But, of course, COVID sure. came through, ruined that idea. And I was like, well, but don't start this podcast now because I already paid my dude for a graphic for it. I'm going to have a waste of 100 bucks, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm going to be wasting my time and my ideas. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, the graphic looks great, so I'm glad you, uh, you decided you. to go for it. I'm about to upgrade for season two. Which I got a preview season two Ooh. later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You're in the last segment of interviews for season two, so no pressure. Okay. But it's lit. So, but you didn't answer the favorite <laughs> or most interesting concert you've been to. Okay. Okay. Um. Shoot. What is his name? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to look this up. Um. Okay. Okay. Scar Lord. Have you heard of him? No. Okay, he is a huge... Let me see, like, what his official genre is called. Um, Rap metal. Okay. It's S-C-A-R-L-X-R-G. Oh, um, he's from the UK. The, okay. Um, all right. All um, right. I saw, like, a little, like, a Vice mini-doc on him, like, probably five years ago now, where he bought this, like, very cool house uh, out... I don't know, like on the shore somewhere, um, but it was super secluded and he just like makes all of his albums in there. But I've never heard rap metal before uh, and not by someone. I mean, I, that's a huge thing in the UK, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he <laughs> he came to Jacksonville and Jacksonville is not like a huge spot for, I mean, just like music culture is not a thing here. So yeah. having a black man from the UK who does rap metal was like I was like I don't know I'm so happy you're having this show but I don't know who's gonna come and it was the coolest show I've ever been to that's good. um I'm I'm not like I wasn't previously a fan of him I'd heard of him but like I'm not like listening to him um you know <laughs> he's not on my playlist but he puts on a very good show it's like um his people all of his people with him were like awesome and very hypey and I went because it was truly a different world and um, it was so cool because all the kids here were like black alternative kids and their moms came with them. Oh, snap. Because they were like in high school. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> and, say, um, I was say, are these kids like teenagers, like can't drive themselves? Like, oh yes, no. They're fully <laughs> kids. Like no one has beers. We're like sitting in the back with beers being like, yeah. Mom and dad are like, what um, did I drag myself into right now? <laughs> For sure, for sure. But, like, everyone was so encouraging. And it was just cool to see, like, it was, like, the moms were there, but they were stoked about it. And okay. um, they, like, let their kids go to the front. And it was a very small venue. But you could tell that, like, this guy sells out, like, arenas. Yeah. And then, like, why is he in this small-ass venue in, in Jacksonville, Florida? So it was great. It was very wild. Um I guess I also saw No Name perform Ooh, in like maybe. 2017, and that's still like one of my favorite shows. But that's that's a that's like a real cool show. I can <laughs> not imagine. like a fun story to tell. That was that was when her first project dropped around then, right? Roughly, yeah. So yes, I, yeah, and uh, being in Chicago during like the Chance, uh, No Name, oh man, Big Mensa, et cetera, et cetera. Like there, there was a lot happening those those summers, and it was fun to be around. For I sure, have a, I have a theory that my theory might be coming true that Chance the Rapper has always been an industry plant, and he's just like outlived his life cycle, and now he's becoming pop, and it's just working for him. <laughs> and so, because like like Chance, I've I've been listening to Chance since. 
since like acid rap days, uh, a little bit of tin mm-hmm. day as well. Like I, I'm aging okay. myself for like the younger audience out there, but like, no, I was, that, like, that's that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching. Cool. We, we were both we were both coming up at the same time, except way bigger scale than I was in college. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh man, he's so good. Then when Coloring Book came out, I was like, this is the turn. This is the plant in him coming out, and he's cashing in. Mm. Mm. And then after Coloring Book, they're like, when uh, the Lace album came out, that, not gonna lie, was bad. The Lace album came out, I was like, this is it. He's <laughs> I was out- wondering what you were gonna say. He's about. outlived his usefulness to the plants, to the industry. They mm. want him to, to fail. And now he's getting sued by his old manager, but that's another story for another day. So. I have read that. I actually know a little too much about this, so I don't think I should speak <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, you being from Chicago, um, but I, scene, you probably heard about it. Uh, like, uh, it's. The, the circle's really weird when you think about, like, industry and whatnot. You're two yes. people away from knowing somebody really famous. Like, it's wild. Yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and you always hear that when you're like, oh, I want to work in, like, doing some sort of art or whatever. And you're like, no, it can't be that small. And then you're like, oh, yes. I oh, like yes. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, Christmas before, uh, covid hit um just we went up to a few like christmas parties before we went to wisconsin in chicago and um there were some christmas parties where i was like why am i at the same party as this very famous person <laughs> and like be cool ask like normal questions um i don't fangirl anymore but it's still like it's such a weird thing you, you know? have on the pedestal for so long that it's like we're at the same house party like you're just a regular ass person from here on out sorry Oh, yes, my, exactly. My and I'm that, like, they're just trying to live their lives. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hi. My buddy that lives in LA now, he went to Wingstop on a random day and he ran to Vic Mensa. I was like, see, they're regular people too. They're regular people yeah. too. Uh, yeah. so, so now it's time to get to the driving portion of this. We're on the road. We're in the Uber. Right. We're in the Lyft. So you are a designer. How did yes. you end up being a designer? Because I see through your Instagram and then your website, you've done a lot more than just be a designer. So. Oh, gosh. So. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel like it's unfair to say you're a designer, though. You're you're like you're, you're a renaissance woman. You know, you, you're doing everything, a little bit of everything. And you're doing you know, it well. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my thing is like I love learning. I hated school, but I love learning. And um, I've realized now through TikTok, it's because I've had inattentive ADHD this whole time. Um, But I just like, like, I love learning things that I want to learn and I will go off and do that. Um, So that's how I've accrued all these skills and I've smushed them together. There you go. Um, But I went to school for like user experience design, more like tech you know, like yeah. web design sort of things and design process. And I went to DePaul, which is like a fine school for design. It wasn't, really I don't nice know, school. it was fine. <laughs> I, I paid a lot of money. The program wasn't very old. Like it wasn't, you know, they, gotcha, were, gotcha, they gotcha. were like figuring things out. Um, it was great. I had a fine time there. I mostly did like music things on the side uh, because that was more fun to me. <laughs> hey, I don't blame um, you. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know, like learn graphic design stuff, made some like really shitty projects for people because, you know, that's what you have to do. You don't know they're shitty at the time. And exactly. now I'm like, oh, God. You look back 10 years later, like, wow, I put that out there. Like, that's the thing that I did. Okay. I was like, ooh, look at my work, everyone. <laughs> Comic Sans somewhere in this document that you're not going to want to see in five years. Honestly, it's coming back. So <laughs> I just, know. Just it's the sad part. <laughs> I saw something unironically in Comic Sans the other day, and I was like, this is exactly what I feared was going to happen one day. Yeah. And now I'm going to have is. to rethink my whole process for videos. I do think it's like Crocs. Like, it's becoming so serious by everyone that, here we go. I think Crocs have worked their way into being just a regular shoe, though. Like, we all universally agree they're pretty ugly. But the comfort level and the fact that you can wear it with almost any outfit kind of outweighs yeah. how ugly the shoe is. So... I don't wear any other shoe now. Hey. And I don't even have my gibbets yet. Ugh. I don't know what gibbets are, so. Oh. 
Oh, they're the charms. Okay. Oh, <laughs> they're the charms oh, that you put oh, in the hole. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. Yeah. I want a pair of Crocs um, so I can just throw them on and walk out the house someday. Because... Wait, so you don't have any? I don't. I don't have a pair of Crocs yet. I'm a late adopter. I probably got... I got mine, like, right after Christmas. But I, I am preaching the gospel of the Crocs. I, I really remember, am. I remember when Crocs came on the market. <laughs> like everybody's like, what I the know, heck is this I shoe? Know. <laughs> yeah, Crocs. I remember them being ugly as hell, and it they was, are. But it was Crocs for the adults, and then the kids were wearing the, those Aeropostale potato shoes that I call them. I do not know what you're talking they're, about, but they, Aeropostale was my first job. So they literally looked like if you took a potato and just like cut a little section out for like a heel to fit in and like hollowed it out. It had a little strap at the back of it. That's what it looked like, like a really, like a really low budget version of a, um, gosh, uh, Birkenstock. Like oh, like every I'm gonna have to look that up. Every later. kid had that at school, and I was like, those look ugly, but they're comfy. I'm like, you look comfy, <laughs> but they're ugly. That's almost never a compliment. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Ooh, you look comfy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, get yourself some Crocs. Maybe you do a size up though, because I think I, I think that I should have gotten a size up. They're gonna be house That's shoes, all. and like I'm going to the store real quick, get some milk, you know, just keep the Crocs on, grab what I need, get out. That's the thing. I just just be prepared for them to take over your life. That's all. That's all I'll say. So hey, I bought one fine. pair of shoes all pandemic. I think I can wear buy one pair of Crocs be good for a while. So. Yeah. We'll live it. We'll live also, life. there's knockoff Crocs. If you if you're like, oh, they're too expensive. <laughs> if anyone's saying that, there are knockoffs. I'm, I'm already going with and Crocs. They look fine, so. But Fugazi Crocs? What? <laughs> I call them Crocoffs. Oh no! <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> no, my friend has them, and she loves them. So. Hey, do, it, do what you want. If it works, it works. I can't hate. <laughs> I can't hate. But um, designing. Yeah, okay. yeah, we got off track. Design. <laughs> what? What had you <laughs> land on that of all things? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, so where I grew up, being doing like creative things was very like, oh, you're not gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. And so I wanted to go into like marketing and advertising for a long time, like as a kid. And then was doing, like, some photo things. Um, then, obviously, went to school for design. And then, like, <laughs> one quarter uh, before I graduated, I went to a very cool event uh, put on by, like, a kind of art gallery in Chicago uh, called Canvas Chicago. I don't know if they're still, like, active. But it was super, um, super experiential. And I, like, had no – I had never seen anything like that. So um, they had people doing, like – vr walkthrough type of things and then there's like shows going on and drinks were like themed to whatever it was just really cool i hadn't seen anything like that and chicago is doing a ton of that like brand activation type of shit um so yeah i was i rerouted to that and and then i moved and that's not really a thing here and (laughs) graphic design has been like the thing throughout all these things because that's how i'm able to get out all my my ideas for experiential things. That's how I'm able to, you know, do things with a studio. It's just like, it's such a practical skill. (laughs) Um, You know, like I just finished our podcast cover, things like that, where it's like, you need a designer for so many things that I've got, I've been able to, you know, get in so much practice with just like shit I do already. Um, So that's kind of, it's been like the default thing for all my other endeavors. (laughs) Like you said, everybody's going to need a designer. So it makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's true. Uh, so. And everything's so visual now, too, that it's like, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, I, I feel like my skill set is getting to the point to where it's not as useful. And so it was like, dang, like, will I ever be able to, like, do my career goals? Or am I just going to lose to some, like, 22-year-old kid? What do I, you mean? It, it's just, like, the, like, I came out of school thinking I was going to do one thing. Like, I, I, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, which is why I'm really good at talking to people and really good oh, at doing stuff. Oh, shit. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer really bad. Like, I watched a ton of JAG and a ton of crime shows with my parents growing up. 
was like, I could do this lawyer thing easily. Like, all it is is knowing just a little yeah. bit about the law and convincing people to do stuff. I can do that no sweat yeah. easily. But the more I like, looked into it and read about law school and the process and like, yeah, like I met my, mm. I met my, uh, well, it was going to be my history professor at my university. He's like, yeah, you're going to basically have like four years of me having you write long papers about X, Y, and Z. And then you have to do this philosophy stuff yes. and this other stuff, a little bit of sociology. And I was like, okay, that's fun. Also, your dissertations are going to be going to like the 30s and 50s pages. I'm like, you lost me there. You lost me there. It, it's, it's not that <laughs> I, I do can't it. do the work. <laughs> it's just that I, like, my my thought process is like, how much effort do I want to put into this? And is it worth that time to, to, to put the effort in it? It's like, all right, yeah. if I do this, I go. I still got to take another test, go to law school. After law school, I have four years of law school. I have to take a bar to get into wherever state I'm at. If I move states, I got to take another test. Like, is it worth all this headache to be a lawyer and then end up being a mm. public defender for, like, five years so I can either go to somebody's practice or, like, something else? I was like, absolutely yeah. not. So I'm not going to do that. And uh, I like doing video stuff with my friends back in the day. And so I was like, I'll switch to film. And here I am, not on TikTok, watching all these 12-year-olds make bank. And I'm like, damn, I should probably learn how to do this kind of stuff. But then he was like, eh, I don't want to do that kind of story. I want to do storytelling. I don't want to make memes for the rest of my life. I wanna I wanna be I wanna be a star. <laughs> so but anyway, <laughs> that's 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 me in a yeah. nutshell. So the podcast is my way to talk to people and not have to get them either convicted or innocent of something. So there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, no, but like video is so, there's so many, I don't know. I just think the future is so large and there's so much room. And I think like I am starting to feel like an old person in quotes. And um, it's like, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I went through like so many processes to figure out like what I'm good at and what yeah. will stick. And um, I think there's so much value to that. And for the kids blowing up, like good for them, but I don't know. There has to be something valuable to all the shit we're going through, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> it like has to pay off, right? All of this money I've invested in stuff, and if I don't get some kind of like good job or career, like I don't want to be an influencer. I don't. I don't want to like have to manage my own like taxes and health insurance. I want somebody to do that for me. I want to work for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with the yeah. nine to five life or whatever the hours are, but I just want to like have a skill set and like have a real job. I don't want to be look at for me. Sure. Thank you, NordVPN, for this endorsement on my TikTok. It's like, no, <laughs> no, that's not me. <laughs> Just wait. You're going to be like, and uh, these Crocs, yes, they're so comfortable. Shout Look at my gibbets. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Crocs for me, a couple pairs of these exclusives. <laughs> Custom pair of Crocs. Exactly. <laughs> one of one. Let's go. I took a Crocs sponsorship. Uh, I would take that. I was contemplating it today. Honestly. I was like, I pitch them something? Damn. Do you uh, think they do something with the studio? Right. Like, you know, they uh, could, this phone could be good for, like, soundproofing. Yeah. <laughs> there, you there you go. We made a whole studio out of crack. Boom. Soundproof walls and everything. Damn, My neighbor's next door. <laughs> I'm going to shred this riff, see if they can hear me. They can't. It works. Let's see if we have any complaints on Facebook this Exactly. Time. Crocs, if you take that idea, mm. you both owe us each 10% at minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, exactly. So I guess the real question <laughs> is, when do you sleep with all the stuff that you do? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Unfortunately, it looks more like... Um, not like me doing, you know, people are like, I do a little bit of each project every day. And I think that is noble and great, but it's not me. So yeah. I'll go through like, oh, this is horrible. I'll go through weeks where I'm like focused on one project. And then I try to like plan out a few, you know, I try to plan into the future a little bit. And then the next week, I'll just completely be on the other end of things doing a different project. Um, and then I bounce back and forth and it's chaotic as fuck but uh it's what has to happen <laughs> I, I can't i, I just, understand I, I don't i get it. i don't love being locked into things and so it's nice that like i have so many things that i'm doing that i really really like mm -hmm. um i also like have a matcha company that i am not pursuing at this very moment i um, did see that that's because... why i didn't ask that part <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yes. Uh, it's called the Ryan Matcha. It's great. Um, it's that was supposed to be like my experiential thing. Uh, so that obviously can't happen right now. And like, even as people get vaccinated, that's like cool and all, but I do think like the studio is really like gaining momentum. So I wanted to put my effort there, but also you can't stretch yourself too thin doing so much. Like you said, you know, you bounce from one thing to one thing at some point, one thing's going to suffer at some point in time. So yes. And I, I don't know. This is part of ADHD, but I think all my ideas are so good. <laughs> so I want to be able to do them like to the extent yeah, yeah, yeah. of the idea I had. So um, I realized that like I was really only hurting myself. And then I'm like, oh, sh- oh OK, I need to like focus on, yeah. on these things so I can be my best self in that. So, yep, it's a studio right now. And the pod is just like for for funsies. Yeah. We talk about all that stuff anyways. And so it's just like. May as it, well put like, it out there for everybody else to hear, you know? That's the thing. You know, maybe like a, a little like pandemic Saturday night with a glass of wine. We we Boom. have fun. So Talk about that one time <laughs> we went down Magic Mountain. And, you know, there you go. There you exactly. go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, man, I totally get that, though, because you – you got to like learn. That's the hard thing about being a creative person is that you want to do everything, but you can't. Yes. And I think like with me, all my friends want to do everything and they ask me for advice. I'm like, you shouldn't like why it's like, because you're already doing X, yes. Y, and Z. And so I feel right. like I'm unofficially all my friends producer and they all ask me for help. And I just got to set them on the straight and narrow. You're their brand strategy. I, I have to like, no, no, no. Brand strategy. No, no, no. You don't want me to do that. Cause like I I somewhat <laughs> I somewhat manage a brand right now for my job, and at times with mm-hmm. the platforms I'm allowed to work with, people get mad because they say they say things out of pocket, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm on the internet, I'm they under a different name, I'm gonna be petty back. I gotta do it, <laughs> but it's just it's you just, have to you have to like the, these people can't get away with saying what they say and not have consequences. Like, no, they're consequences for your I actions. Agree. But anyway, everybody's a good producer. So I, I guess with, with 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 your husband and everything, how does that work like scheduling wise? Yes. Like you handle the business side, like you said earlier, and he does a lot of the production part of it. Um, was yes. that like kind of an easy thing to decide on, or no, no? <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> okay, so like I said, so he was like freelancing, just like under his own name for like a year after yeah. we moved. Um, and then we started doing the studio, but I've had a job this whole time. So I'm working, um, for this coffee company. It's wonderful. I design and do like miscellaneous things. Um, it's been great. Um, so I've had a job this whole time while I do all these other things. (laughs) Um, so he's been doing like, he just kind of scaled up like Mm. personally. So, um, he like, also he did. Not that we did construction, but uh, we definitely like redid parts of our uh, the place that we are living at this moment <laughs> to have the studio. So um, he like did manual labor to do that, and, and then it was go. like you know booking clients, getting people in, um, all that stuff, like launching website, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and I just, like, help strategize at this moment, like, to the extent of what I can, um, maintain relationships, stuff like that. But everything <laughs> – one of our friends is staying with us now. She's going to hike the Appalachian Trail, so nice. she's down here for a little bit, and then we're going to drive her up there. But she laughs because she's like, everything is so scheduled out. Like, even, <laughs> like, when you're eating lunch together and, like – when are we done with work? Because like we both can just keep working because yeah. there's obviously endless things to do, and I don't want to keep working. But yeah. it's like you just you lose know, track of time. Anxiety thing. You get, you get in the flow. You just yes. start doing it. And you're like, oh, I should probably go eat food at this point in time. It's five p.m. I've been going to eight. Like I should probably eat. Exactly. Exactly. So she was just like laughing about that, and I'm like. I know you think it's funny, but we've also we've like we've gone through periods in our life where like we didn't see each other for a long time. Mm. Um, in Chicago, he worked at Audio Tree and then would do albums at night and on the weekends, and I would just like bring him food. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. things like that where it's like we've been through parts of our life where uh, if we aren't like 
you need to have a day off so that we can hang out uh it can get like not very fun for yeah. anyone <laughs> yeah like, so it's goofy but like it's what it's what it has to be but like it, it works and you know you everybody has their their normal you know what works for them and it sounds like everything's great you know schedule might be weird at times but it's weird together so you're not doing it alone at least so like, yes. you're not on an island yes that's exactly awesome. um yeah man. So sure. would you prefer doing your freelance work or would you like a stable nine to five at a company when it came to either designing brand strategy, X, Y, and Z? Mm. My answer for this question has so changed when I so much over my lifetime. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I go through phases. Like I when I graduated, that's all I wanted because mm. I really want to learn underneath people. Um but I've never really gotten the chance to do that for what I wanted, uh, unfortunately. Like, uh, I was, I went through a time where, like, I didn't have a job that I wanted in Chicago. And it was, like, a very not great time for me. Oh, <laughs> and um, so, but I was really, like, really, really trying to get a nine to five at, like, an agency Um and yeah, a lot of things like didn't work out. And so I just didn't ever get that. And then I moved. And so that kind of like ended that period of my life. But um, that was definitely like the goal for a long time. It's just like, if I could just get a nine to five, then like, cool, I can free up my brain to do my other fun things on the side without having to worry about like a money part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think like there are pros and cons to being in that like that box um and some people can like take that constraint and like go outside of that which is kind of what I've done is like you know I know I'm gonna make this amount of money and have this amount of time off so I can do without what I want to whereas like freelancing can get so out of control sometimes um and like yeah it can be like really great if you set it up right mm -hmm. but you have to kind of like defend your boundaries and like your time in a way that's like so active whereas a nine to five is like no we're not going to expect you to do some nuts things because that's not nice <laughs> yeah i don't know um so i i just i've gone through a lot of phases and i i i don't quite know where i land right now because i love the things i'm doing on the side and i'm kind of in like a weird limbo at the moment to be honest <laughs> i feel that no like it, it's it is, it is interesting because you get, like, a lot of people get dead set on, I want to do this, and then either they have the experience and don't like it, or, like, it never goes their way and they have to do something else, and you just mm -hmm. have to adapt and, and hope for the best, when, well, eventually, eventually it all works out, for the, for the most part, like, it works out, but, yeah, like, for sure. freelance is cool, 9 to 5s are cool, I honestly just like money coming in. And I thought that question would be kind of fun yeah. because you obviously work for not only another company, but yourself and your own company and brand. Yeah. Um, and so, I man, I had a follow-up question, but my, my brain just went blank. So forgive me for ruining that follow-up. But That's anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, Was it about Crocs? No, no, but I am, am definitely expecting to get a Crocs ad when I check my phone next. I bet it's gonna happen. Okay. I, I bet yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Instagram. I'm gonna go and post something, and then they see like, oh, I heard you've been talking about Crocs for the last 45 plus minutes. I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> you, you got me. You got me. Ad trackers. Like, it's congrats. actually just an email already. It's oh like in gosh. your inbox already. I I can't wait till we all have the neural link in our like arms and brains, and then when we think of something, the ad pops up in our yeah. our brain. It's like. We heard you've been wanting Crocs. It's like, oh no! It's already, it's already coming to your door, <laughs> right? We already charged you the forty eight ninety five. It'll be there mm -hmm. in an hour. Like, no, don't you do this. You better have the money. <laughs> don't do this. Overdraft fee detected. No, I told you to order these shoes. Oh man, uh. gosh, Elon, don't do it yeah, to us. We're not ready. We're not ready for that. We're not ready. We're really not. Uh, what has been your favorite project you worked on? up to this point oh, in time. Oh, man. And then if you don't have one, or if you if you do have one, your dream collaboration for any of the things that you do. 
whether it be designing, oh studio, coffee, whatever. This is too broad. Okay, I just have so many ideas all the time. <laughs> That's my problem. Um, I will say I've gotten to do some really cool graphic design stuff over the past year. Um, I put out a box for work at Bold Bean Coffee Roasters um, for Christmas. That was a sample box nice. of a bunch of different coffees from like one specific Ooh. farm uh, and the guy who owns the farm used to work for an ad agency in Columbia. And so like, he is very versed in like how to do cool, creative things. And That's I sick. obviously have lots of ideas. <laughs> um, so together, uh, instead of just doing like the box, we um, curated a audio experience to go along with it. Oh. So you scan this little ticket you got as a part of the box. Um, and then, you could listen like in different locations on the farm and he what? would talk you through it. And then it was a lot of like atmospheric sounds of coffee things. So like I could be drinking this, this brew from these beans as like the, they're talking about the spot on the farm that those beans are at and in the process of them yeah. roasting it. Oh my gosh. That's so sick. Yeah. That is mind-blowingly yeah, sick. Yeah, we had a ton of fun with it. <laughs> yeah, and so there was, like, a few cool things, like, in the box, too. I got to do a postcard uh, before that we would send, because it wasn't going to get there by Christmas. Mm. That was, like, a big thing that we were shooting for that didn't work, but there was, like, a lot of issues with getting, importing stuff because of COVID and whatever, but... Um, yeah, so we ended up sending just, like, a postcard to people uh, to get there by Christmas, being, like, an IOU. <laughs> and then um, inside there was, like, that ticket, the coffees, and then, like, these little display beans. Uh, so that was cool. Nice. I think that's been, like, my favorite so far because it's, like, been the most ex – it's something that was uh, given to me is just, like, here's a sample box, do something cool, make it pretty – and I was like, no, no, let's do this this other thing that we have the capacity to do. It, like, didn't cost a ton more money than, you know, the initial idea. So um, it was just like, do we have the effort to, to go behind it? And it turned out amazingly. We didn't sell that many, which is a mm. bummer. But, Aww. you know, it's been a hard year. So I definitely get that people don't have money to spend on things like that. <laughs> Me and my friends are huge coffee people. And, like... I think the experience of having an audio experience while drinking it, because most of the time when like you drink coffee anyway, like at least like for me, like I don't have my TV on, I have music on or my headphones are on. That would be such sure. a dope experience that I wish I wish more people could experience that for you guys. That is so sick. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was it was really cool. I do think we are gonna um, revive that project maybe this next summer. So I will let you know. Yes. I will I will definitely cash out on a box. So let me know. <laughs> well, uh I, I think I'll I'll probably have some sort of friends and friends and family discount code for you. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> I have nothing of value to offer you right now, but I'll I'll find a way. I'll this find is great. a way. <laughs> I I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> hey. Thank you. Hey, you know, that's that's all I can offer is my podcast, my platform, <laughs> myself. Um Perfect. Perfect. Okay, wait. You asked me dream collaboration. Dream too. collaboration, yeah. Any, um, any... I would love... Dead or Alive as well, so I'll even throw that out there too. For oh my gosh. For oh, that's like... That's... Don't widen. We'll keep it small. We'll keep it small. We'll keep it small. Okay, Current people. Um, okay, let's see. I would love to do something. I would love to do an experiential... Thing, uh for an artist who am i listening to right now um there is a guy out of tallahassee uh he his name is jer uh j-e-r and he goes by skatoon network and he got he kind of blew up on tiktok um he's like 25 he's black he's doing ska things like ska is actually getting it's coming back. big among non-white people on I, like because historically it's not white which I didn't know. I learned that on TikTok. <laughs> but go. it's getting big again on TikTok. So uh, that's super exciting. But I would love... He's, like, built a really cool brand that I would love to make into, like, some sort of walkthrough museum. Or, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, something where, you know, 
merch uh, cafe walkthrough pop-up experience would be sick. Um, and I, I love supporting local artists. So he's not too far away in Gainesville. And yeah, I think that'd be cool. Not like the biggest artist in the world, but someone Still, that comes to mind who's doing awesome things. Something so. that's unique. Because like, have you have you heard of the um, Valve did this thing where it's like a visual novel essentially where you can go through the Valve offices in like a on like a web browser, but they tell you the story okay. about how certain games are made. Oh, that's what that reminded cool. me of when you were saying that. It's like oh. I can go through this, like, listen to the song and, like, go through the spot where he was writing it or the inspiration behind For it sure. like that. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be neat. That's like, sick. I, I enjoy the yeah, fact that you picked I somebody think... who was not a major artist. Because I feel like I feel like finding somebody who's huge is a cop-out, you know? Like, I've, I've, yeah. I'm coming that, like, like, slightly hipster mentality where it's like, these rich artists don't need our help anymore. They don't need us. Like, they, no. they can pay somebody $5 billion to do something. Like, help the smaller people. Like get the yeah. smaller names out there. Help yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then like there aren't freaking huge record companies taking a cut of like this cool thing. That Down was with just the a collaboration labels. Between a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, yes. <laughs> wait, wait. What streaming service do you um, use for music? I do buy some things on Bandcamp. I will say, not as many things as I would like to, (laughs) but I primarily use Spotify and it makes me sad. Yeah, I I use Apple Music and I was going to switch to Spotify full time, but then I learned how the payouts worked and like Apple Music pays out a bit better than other people. Amazon Mm -hmm. and Tidal are the best too for, for artist payouts, but Tidal has their own issues and Amazon just... Just give me my package on time, Jeff Bezos. That's all I care about, you know. Sorry, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I I don't want to use Amazon Music for everything, but yeah, the the exclusive yeah. ones are pretty cool, for and sure. then like the pairs. That, that's like a a thing. I guess this is, this is related, but with music, the more that I learn about the music industry and my friends are in the industry and stuff like that, it's like, man, you're doing this and it's hurting you. Like, where's the payoff for you? Oh, for outside sure. of shows, like right now, like this last year of no real shows and touring and stuff like that. I'm like, like some of these people are, are like in the trenches right now. Their labels are like, don't care. They will just want yes. their check. Like, no. Uh. Yeah. I mean, and, and not to be like on the label side, but like, there's not much you can do, no. you know, like those contracts. I don't, are I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, man. yeah. It, uh it's been wild i have some artist friends down here that like are fairly successful but in in jacksonville you either blow up or you um you just are i don't want to say nothing (laughs) but like you're you're just like you know playing diy shows or or you've blown up there's like not a lot in between there's not like sustainable like working artists that's not very much that's not like a thing here there isn't an industry to support it Whereas in Chicago, really? a lot of our friends, like, have diversified uh, what they do between, you know, merch and touring and, you know, coming on uh, online platforms, et cetera, where they can, like, kind of sustain their, their selves more. Yeah. Um, I guess with four, it'd be more like, rap-focused than, like, like, for working artists and that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, like, on a larger scale, too. Mm. Um it's just interesting because, like, we have friends in Chicago that are mid-level. Like, they do go on tours and, like, even international tours, but um, aren't, like, Lil Nas X level. Like, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, huge, yeah. huge. Um, but they can, like, have a life. And it's been wild to see people at that level, um, like, get retail jobs and just, like, do these <laughs> other things because they've literally had to. Yeah. It- and my friends down here are like, I I don't know what I'm doing. Like we can't do anything right now. And I feel useless. And I'm like, bro, you literally can't do anything. Just like keep doing what you're doing, hone your craft, like put out your shirts, whatever you want to (laughs) do. But like everyone's about to get vaccinated, which is amazing. Like I I'm starting to see lineups, like things are happening for this fall, you know, hopefully it's like actually safe, but um, you know, it, 
it's exciting but I just there's been so many like existential moments for artists in this past year where I'm like y'all deserve the world and I'm so sorry you've had to go through this now I don't mean to button the business or anything but have you guys thought about doing live more live shows from your studio and like finding ways to monetize Um, that for the artists because yes yeah so I'm working towards more uh, workshops, live workshops that we can get artists in, um, get them sponsored, and then the artist gets a payout, and then we get a little cut for like doing production stuff. Um, so that's one thing that I am like heading up uh, in the next few months. And then we really tried not to do live streaming, especially mm-hmm. coming from Audio Tree. That was like not going to be a part of our thing. Yeah, I got you. But then this all happened, and yeah. um, it's like, this is a future. We all know it. Um, it's also like way more accessible um, to, you know, to more independent people to put on uh, things like live streams. So um, let's make it more equitable. Let's get sponsors. Let's do things where the people that have the money give the money and the people who need the money are getting it, you know, and, and what they're worth. So yeah. I'm really trying to like show people how we can either crowdfund or like <laughs> freaking robin hood this money <laughs> for exactly. the people that have it, it like, the, um, the the people are there and like from from watching like mystery school and then kenny beat stream people will throw money at the artists if they like the product yes and so i feel yes. like there there hasn't really there's been a couple like i guess like insomniac and i think um mad decent they have like their weekly like concerts that they do on twitch mm. and whatnot and so it's just been really fun to see what studios and labels have been trying to adapt to the current. Because I think what last year did and the pandemic proved is that online is going to be the way to go. Because even though life's going to get back to normal, you know, I'm uh, like I'm not rushing to go to a concert anytime soon, personally, even after I get my vaccine. Like, like unless like I know a guy who owns a venue here, if he has like, hey, we got a small showing, only X amount of people inside distance mass yeah. even with vaccine cards like sure i'll go if it's like a super small showing knowing that it's there but i'm not gonna be like oh snap little uzi vert in town cool let me go ahead and go and jump around <laughs> there was a larry the stadium <laughs> there was a larry june show in dallas late fall last year like people were wearing masks in the crowd but what's the point of wearing a mask if you're still bumper to bumper in the mm. crowd I, was, I knew people that went i was like yep. like no like absolutely not like oh it's fine yeah. like that doesn't matter like that's not oh, safe it's, <laughs> it's not safe at all oh, it's fun but my relatives are now dying <laughs> right like and so I, I, I just want to it's been fun to watch certain artists and people adapt to what the changes are and I agree. not gonna lie it's expensive my streaming setup right here that I have fucking expensive <laughs> but, I know it's um I know I don't like I know but I don't know yeah I don't know if I want to know <laughs> if, if you have any questions about streaming related stuff I'm pretty good at this I know stuff and things oh, I can yeah. help you out and you know I can make sure you got the right thing at the right price no. and don't overpay uh, because people will try to scalp you and Sick. places will do that so yeah I know yeah they love that man yeah online things it's the future online is where it's at so that's we're, we're only just beginning with the online space in, in music i <laughs> i feel like now's the time to say that it's been kind of great being online for the past mm-hmm. year because moving from chicago was such like a tough transition i can only imagine <laughs> like coming down here <laughs> coming down here and being like oh you literally don't care about the things that I care about you know to, to people uh, around my age like people I was working in the coffee shop with like I'd be like you know some some artists would come up on Spotify like while we were working and be like oh yeah no I actually like know someone that knows them and they'd be like cool because <laughs> they don't they don't have a con context or like they don't have a concept of what it's like to it's like everyone is just unattainable down yeah. here. Whereas, like, coming from Chicago, you're at least connected to some people. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it was good. I mean, it helped, it helped me figure out, like, oh, uh, yeah, this is what it's... This is what normal, normal people care about, and this is, like, 
I need to uh, not say things that make me look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because inadvertently um, you'll come off as it to somebody who's like doesn't understand. Yes. It's like, oh, they didn't care about what mm. I said. It's like actually, I think it's cool, but I'm used to this. This is fine. This is normal. Yes. Like, okay. Yes, exactly. But but then it's also like making spaces uh, where other people who do care about those things or mm. or try, are trying to do like greater industry things. Um, it's good to be around those people too, because I think that space is so essential for like, you know, just encouraging me to continue with my things when I'm seeing other people go so hard for like what they want to do. But I think what I was trying to say is it was cool because none of my friends in Chicago were like going anywhere. And so yeah. I was just as close to them as they were to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's the internet. And that's kind of how yeah. Rachel and I got to do our things too. It's like, well, you know, I could talk to my friends here or in Chicago or I could talk to you. It doesn't really matter how far you are. It doesn't. It so. doesn't. Yeah, she's... I was, I've was. i been trying to schedule a time for her to come to the show, but... Can't get it locked in for some reason. I don't know. Uh, she, her, she also goes skiing so much. So she's, like, doing her little creative projects. But then she is so outdoorsy, which, like... Yeah. I respect the outdoors. I am kind of outdoorsy, but she's like, every Saturday, I will be skiing, so don't talk to me. I mean, she lives <laughs> in Colorado, so I don't blame her. I have a friend, no, she moved no. to Colorado, she moved to Denver area, and she goes hiking every single weekend. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. do it. That's your thing. I'll go hiking twice a month, sure. but not every weekend. I'm sorry. Some days I want to sleep in, wake yeah, up, make pancakes and drink coffee and relax. Don't want to do another 14er mm-hmm. with you. I hate to say it, but it's. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. It's just not my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I run a lot now because of the pandemic, but I don't, I'm not the person where it's like, oh, oh we got to run every day. We got to do 25 miles a week, blah, blah. Like I have friends that are like that. I'm like, eh, I'll hit about three. I had a 5K today, maybe five miles like on yeah. Tuesday. And then, all right, we'll, we'll rest for like four days and then we'll, we'll hit, hit hard again later in the week. But yeah, I feel like I have other things I'm more disciplined about. And obviously, like being active is good. And like I try to be active, but it's more of like an intuitive body thing rather than like a, you know, I must do this thing or I'm going to feel bad about myself. I only got back into running because I was so stressed out with the pandemic. Like, that's the only reason why yeah, I got back. That's I was like, great. <laughs> it's like I have all this energy, I'm stressed out because of work. Let's go run, mm-hmm. even though I haven't ran in like a year and a half. Let's go do it. I've been running like That's all great. year. <laughs> so I just thought you were like I thought that was just a thing that you had always done I, when but, I was younger because I played man. soccer and so like I played mm-hmm. soccer for a long time. So I had to like run cross country and whatnot. Yeah. And then when I realized that I wasn't going anywhere in my career, it's like shoot, let's be lazy and hang out and drink on the weekends. Yeah, Boom. and I paid for it. I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> But I know I was I was very similar. I played a lot of sports in high school. I played the lac- I went from volleyball to lacrosse, and oh, I was damn. like, I I've never done this sort of car- cardio. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then going just going to college where I like wasn't doing very much. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, very interesting for your body. <laughs> your body's like, oh snap! Like, what do we do with all this excess energy? He's like, I don't know. Let's right. stay up drinking all night. <laughs> another yep. story for another day alright <laughs> ultimately what is your end goal what What is? can I call you D is that fine yeah okay. that's great what, what, what is that's D's great. end goal like okay um hmm I think that I do not view end goals like I once did mm-hmm. um I did not mention this earlier, and uh, it's a little heavy, but we ended up moving down here because um, my Brock's uh, brother passed away super suddenly. Uh. And so that was like a really intense thing that, you know, I had seen a a very specific life for myself, and that was obviously not a part of that. (laughs) And then since then on, like, I've been so stoked about all my projects, but I do not hold on to anything tightly at all like Mm. especially with the pandemic like the grieving that people went through for their careers for like 
or 2020 in general, like I respected it. I viewed it from the outside, but I did not feel it to the same extent because mm. I do things in a way that like, if it doesn't happen, like I will really try my hardest, but if it doesn't happen, I do not feel the same sort of like disappointment yeah. or existentialism. Um, but I mean, I do have goals. Like I would love the studio to have its own space. Um, I would love to, <laughs> this is goofy. I would love to have um, a tiny house like on the outskirts of Jacksonville okay, uh, okay. and have like a plot of land <laughs> where yeah. we're growing our own food. And then people can come stay in other tiny houses on the land. Oh, and that'd be sick. Like a little like, yeah. for like a picture, like a commune. Like, hey, will your town come visit? Yeah. We got fresh veggies <laughs> and everything. We get milk from our cows every morning. Yes. We got it. Like, you're good to go. Yes, exactly. So. I'm just, I'm trying to like, I don't know. I think um, I like living down here when I can kind of control my environment a little bit more, mm. um, which I know is definitely like a privilege um, but yeah, that's really what I'm trying to do is like make my own little space, make it safe for everyone and comfortable. And, you know, I really want people to be able to be their most, this is so cheesy, their most authentic selves. <laughs> I mean, cause like making an album is so fucking vulnerable. Um, so, it's stressful. so I want people, <laughs> yes, uh, I want people to be able to have the space to have those emotions and, and feel safe and all that uh within our space so i mean we're doing that on a micro level now but mm -hmm. i think my big goal is to be able to have you know more of a physical space for that yeah um yeah i i mean and then eventually i'd love to have my own building for a, a walk through matcha experience which is you know like history and gathering place and maybe a small music venue in there nice. so nice. There's a lot of things that I could do. <laughs> Sky's the limit, you know? Sky's yeah, the limit. Truly. I, I appreciate and it. And I, I want to be able to be really, like, uh, agile and, like, you know, do, do a month in L.A. and do a month up with my family in, in Wisconsin. And I think, like, family is so important to me now mm. um, that it's just, like, all this career stuff is wonderful. And it, it really is, like, super fulfilling for me. But I think, like... I have to constantly um, keep myself grounded with like seeing my family and, and, and remembering like those more relational things because, yeah, you know, <laughs> you can get carried away with career things if, if you let it happen. So, yeah, my, uh, my dad got COVID late last year around Christmas time. And so mm. that kind of like the, the morality of my parents was already set again. Like every time I was seeing them, like they're a little bit slower getting mm -hmm. older and whatnot. And then that happened. I was like, all right, like I got to be able to spend as much time as I can with, with my, my mom and dad because I, I don't have any grandparents sure. anymore. Uh, I'm not really close to like my some of my other family members. Like those are like the two that I've taken care of my whole life. And so, yeah, family mm -hmm. is super important because no matter what happens in life, you always have your family there to like be there for you and support you. So, yes, yeah, for that's, sure. Gosh. I, I got kind of heavy at For the end. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just real life. It you is, know? It's it like, is. I think, I think like this whole thing has like made people realize what's important. Um, mm. And whether that's like, you know, I need to go harder for like my dreams or I need to see my family more or I need to move, like whatever that is. I'm just like, I'm happy people are doing what they feel like they need to do because my biggest fear in life is literally being stagnant. Like I'm so scared of that, <laughs> I <did laughs> which that is why I know years. I like never will be. I did that for five years at my old job. It is a terrible feeling. Like I don't recommend. Yes. If there's one thing I want anybody to take away from this, all my podcast episodes is don't feel like me and work <laughs> a job for five years that you don't like and aren't appreciated at. Because man, yeah, money is nice, but being treated like a human being and having self worth is way better. Yes, yes, I definitely, definitely agree. And and being in those situations can fuck you up for like even longer than you were at the job sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so that has happened to me. <laughs> uh, so Ooh. yeah, don't do that, kids. Uh, do don't. go places where you're valued. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Well, so. we're getting to the destination. So what right. are what are these parting words? Final thoughts that that 
they want to share to the viewers, the people listening at home, in their cars, stuck in traffic right now because of a train got stopped on the tracks, like it did to me earlier oh, today. Man. Um. Oh gosh, this is a horrible thing to say, but nothing matters in truly the best way. <laughs> it's, it's true. true. It's so like, true. I get that now. Even. Even your dreams, as wonderful and fantastic as they are, like, at the end of the day, like, a lot of this doesn't matter. So do things that make you happy, eat the lunch you want to eat, eat two desserts. I don't fucking care. You know, like, (laughs) go do things that make you happy. (laughs) Be with people that make you happy. Um, Yeah, just fucking go for your dreams. Life is short. Yeah. I think that's the perfect that's <laughs> get some the, crocs get some get some motherfucking crocs <laughs> let's go let's go that's probably the title of this podcast everyone has a pair of crocs <laughs> or everybody wants a pair of crocs it's gonna be it's gonna be the i problem. didn't mean to be this person but here i am <laughs> <laughs> when i get my first pair i'm tagging you in the photo of, of me opening the box Please. and be like this is because Please. of you this is this is because of you look at these <laughs> Look at these. I'll make a gibbet with my face on it and, and send it to you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Like, Who's that? Like, uh, the person that showed me the way of Crocs. That's that's who. <laughs> that is who. I'll put a little halo on my head. <laughs> oh, man. I'll get started now because that's going to take me a while. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out for the last bit. Um... Again, thank you so much for taking time of your busy schedule and late night to come hang out with little old me on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Thanks for having me. And to the viewer or listener, thank you. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thank you. Peace out. All right, all right. That's our show. That was the episode. Again, thank you guys for making it to the end. Please, please, please go ahead, like, share, subscribe, follow the podcast, do all the things all at once. Also, keep in mind, we have one more episode left in season one. Then we take a month off and we're going to come back bigger, badder than ever for season two. All right, y'all be good. I'll catch you on the next one.